0: The dynamic is that you can probably create more with AI, and it it raises some really interesting questions around the role of the artist, influencer, et cetera, in that ecosystem. My sense is that the originals and innovators will always prevail in that environment over AI, but at the same time, AI is going to play a big role, I think, in content creation over the next decade.
1: Welcome to LionTree's 2023 Outlook Series. I'm Laura Clinton with Kindred Media, and this year we'll be presenting sector-specific overviews from our LionTree managing directors, leading up to the January 17th release of LionTree founder and CEO Aryeh Burkhoff's annual Outlook interview with public markets lead Leslie Mallon. We are here with Antal Runeboom, a managing director in our Liontree San Francisco office, where he helps lead our technology, investment banking, and M&A effort. The creator economy encompasses a lot and can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Can you describe it to us in your own words?
0: There are many types of creators. From photographers to artists to musicians and singers, designers, makers, coders, game developers, and the like. And so, when we think about creator economy, it's both the technologies that make it easier for these different types of creators to create their best designs and, and best outputs, and then at the same time, it's the platforms that help them reach their customers and, and audiences. So, as we think about the ecosystem, there's a lot of people in the world that are in Many fashions, creative in a way. And what the creator economy platforms and uh, technologies are doing is making it easier for people to kind of express themselves and to have that content reach a wider audience, and in a way that is economically compelling to the creator as well. These platforms are aiming to uh, make it easier for people to get paid and ultimately to create their own businesses and to have financial independence. So that's what we think of when we think of the creator economy today.
1: And the creator economy has sustained its growth in recent years. How did you see the landscape mature and change in 2022?
0: So, in 2020 and 21, there was a lot of, I would say, hype around the creator economy. And you saw it manifest itself through a lot of positive momentum on platforms like TikTok and Instagram and others. What's been interesting about the creator economy this year is some of the hype around companies and valuations has basically leveled off to a degree although there are exceptions, but there's been more focus on innovation and making it easier for different types of content to be created. So, for example, I do think this year was an even bigger year in video and in um, image-based creation than than last year. We've seen a number of companies really innovate their solutions to make it easier for creators to excel in those areas.
1: And do you have, I guess, a personal favorite platform of distribution that you see many creators having successes on? Is that TikTok, Pinterest?
0: It depends. I mean, I've been using a lot of image and video creation apps myself. So those are, for me personally, interesting on the tech side. And then distribution-wise, it really depends on your demographic. I'm, I'm still a little bit older school, so I still use Instagram and Facebook. But others, my kids, you use a whole host of other platforms. One that I've been hearing about a lot recently in, in their demographic is Be Real.
1: How are you seeing social platforms compensating creators for the time and energy that they're putting into these platforms? And how do you see that evolving over time?
0: I think what's been interesting is that you know historically we've seen platforms like, like Patreon make it easier for creators to monetize across multiple platforms. There's newer versions of this as well. Many of the successful creator economy platforms have figured out ways to compensate the top creators. That could be through rep shares, it can be through portions of subscription revenue. I'm thinking of players like a Webtoon, right, who uses ad rep shares for their top creators and helps them monetize that way. I think of players like a Skillshare in the learning space where creators end up with a portion of the subscription revenue. And you can also stretch that onwards to people pitching products and participating in e-commerce driven revenue outcomes as well. So it it depends a little bit on the platform.
1: Do you see the creator economy continuing to trend in a decentralized direction or is this more of a gold rush?
0: I think we continue to be on a path towards decentralization. This is something that's that's enabled by the internet and the web and mobile and the cloud. It's increasingly easier if you're good at something to be able to, to reach an audience globally without having to be part of a business think of over the years, people beginning to build businesses of their own on eBay and Etsy, uh, businesses that they couldn't have built in a local economy, but that they've been able to build on a global economy because of the platforms.
1: And how do you see the battle for consumer attention between platforms changing over the next year? What will these platforms need to do to retain consumers and creators?
0: I do think platforms need to continue to innovate. That can mean a number of different things. If the goal is to sell something, right, it can be making it easier to advertise and sell a product on a platform. So one-click shopping—that's something that the major social platforms already facilitate and enable. But I, I do think that there is a ongoing, consistent battle around what the, the most popular and favorable applications are, and where people congregate. And so recently, obviously, the pendulum has swung away from more um, mature platforms like Facebook to Instagram and TikTok, there will continue to be this dynamic where new platforms can emerge. I struggle a little bit to think that new major platforms can emerge to displace them, but we'll see how that all evolves, particularly as we think about new formats, including the metaverse.
1: Do You spend a lot of time thinking about AI, particularly as it relates to creators. Is AI a friend or a foe to the creator economy?
0: This is a great question and probably the question that's been burning on people's minds over the last couple of months as we've seen more generative AI come out in the content arena, right? We've all sort of heard of open AI and then since this summer, we've heard of stability and stable diffusion. And what's obviously happening is these platforms are ingesting a ton of content to then predict and create new content. That plays into anyone that is looking for kind of a unique image. They might rely on AI instead of an individual photographer in the future to capture the image that they want for a marketing campaign or for something else. And that does have an impact actually on creators, As I think about this, it doesn't take away the very innovative and original creators, but it makes it hard to play in the mass market as a creator. We've had conversations around AI. Right now, it's about text creation, image creation, but it's going to, over the next couple of years and into the next decade, play a much bigger role in all sorts of content creation. Think about music, think about film. The dynamic is that you can probably create more with AI and probably ultimately at a lower cost, and it it raises some really interesting questions around the role of the artist, influencer, et cetera, in that ecosystem. My sense is that the, the originals and innovators will always prevail in that environment over AI, but at the same time, AI is going to play a big role, I think, in content creation over the next decade.
1: If you had to make one big prediction for 2023, what would it be? Do you think we'll see a large transaction like PayPal, Pinterest?
0: Generally speaking, large cap technology companies tend to still have significant cash on their balance sheets. You may be surprised by a transformative acquisition. I mean, this has certainly been the case with Adobe Figma this year. At the same time, generally speaking, in these types of environments, we tend to believe that it'll be more um, sort of strategic roadmap bolt-ons that we'll see as the cycle bottoms. But we do expect yeah, m a to continue to be buoyant over the next few years, particularly as the financing markets reach some level of stability as the interest rate cycle comes to a peak. And I think everyone will be watching at that point what happens to the equity markets. If the equity markets show signs of a more positive momentum, perhaps in the second half of next year, that that may lead to more expansive deal making. The reason why some of the deals in the last two years haven't worked is because they took these companies perhaps too far into new areas. Their shareholders were less interested in exposure around. They were looking for companies to focus on their core businesses as the market cycled downwards. I think that's still the environment we're in, but we'll see how things uh, evolve into the second half of next year.
1: Certainly. Yeah, I'm thinking of in REA's year-end letter talking about this concept of growing down and scaling back to focus on these core business offerings and that being a major priority, I think, in every industry for 2023.
0: Yeah. We're also in an environment where earnings and cash flow matter again. And as a result of that, companies will look for strategic fits, but also will be focused on ensuring that the economics of a deal makes sense.
1: What platform do you use the most on social media and who do you follow?
0: Interestingly enough, I probably spend most time on social media on Twitter and it's not following individuals, but it's following news cycles around events that are interesting, whether it's the World Cup, big events in politics, etc. I still think it's a very interesting platform to hear lots of opinions on. It'll be interesting to see how Twitter evolves in the year ahead.
1: We asked OpenAI to define the creator economy in the style of a 1920s gangster, and it said, You might say that the creator economy is a racket where savvy content creators are able to muscle their way to the top and make a heap of money by sharing their talent and creativity with the world. Would you agree with this description? And do you consider yourself to be sort of a deal-making gangster? I'm not going to go there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the description for the creator economy is, it's a little on the edge, but it might be right. I do think you have a lot of Competition in that world of influencers and creators. I think you always have to be on the, the cutting edge. So I do think there's something to the description.
1: Thanks again for listening. Be sure to tune back in on January 17th to hear Lion Tree founder and CEO R.E.A. Burkhoff's annual Outlook interview with public markets lead Leslie Mallon. Available everywhere podcasts are found.